0: Welcome, welcome. So glad you're here tonight. Thank you for coming out. Great spirit in the room and uh, welcome to Fight for Your Family. So uh, this is a ministry to resource marriage and parenting. So we're so thankful you're here tonight and and, and I look forward to their topic. we got some great guest speakers. So I'm really excited about what God's going to do. So Fight for Your Family is a ministry to resource marriage and parenting and I want to start with a very what could be easy question. Okay, so there's this study came out by Harvard University. It's the world's longest going study and the largest population-based study written. and It's in this book called The Good Life by Dr. Mark Schultz and his partner there. And here was the premise of the book. The premise is it tells you the greatest predictor of happiness. Now, this might not be a Christian book, but it's just what they found through these decades of studying life and studying people. Now, this could be if you're a blank, filler or enter, this is the first blank on your paper. Now, I'm going to give you a multiple choice quiz here, and you can pick between the multiple choice, and whoever gets this right at your table wins some chocolate that's been provided by <laughs> the Fight for your family at your tables. So, the greatest predictor of happiness in life uh, via a secular study uh, is one of these different options, okay? So, it could be... Uh, The first one could be money, okay, Uh, or it could be that stability in life produces happiness. Uh, It could be that the more toys you have, the happier you are. Uh, It could be just having good health. Man, if I have good, long health, I'll be happy. It could be success. Um, It could be healthy relationships. So um, what do you think? I'll let you all discuss it for a second at your tables. Go ahead and discuss it at your tables. I'm going to give you about 10 seconds, then we'll have you all yell it out. Discuss there just for about 10 seconds, then we'll yell it out. (laughs) All right, that was a long 10 seconds. So, uh, all right, so survey says, what do you think? Healthy. Healthy relationships. How about that? So what they found was that the most largest study said the predictor of happiness in life is among all these things, ding, ding, it's healthy relationships. He said, well, Tim, why are you bringing a secular study into into our discussion tonight? This is a biblical discussion. Well, it's based off a a kickstart of what I'm calling the likelihood principle. This principle has been around for a long time, and it says this. In the context of healthy relationships children tend to embrace the beliefs and values of their parents. In the context of healthy relationships, children tend to embrace the beliefs and the values of their parents. That is really good news for us as believers. And it's really good news for those of us who are really trying to create a Christian home environment where we can pass our faith on to our kids. Um, it also means that, that much of our work of parenting is developing and growing and cultivating a home where healthy relationships can really thrive. Um, is it easier for kids to embrace beliefs of those they admire and love or those they dislike and scarcely know? What do you think? It's those they admire and love, Right. Um, so tonight we're talking about that, and so tonight we're going to continue talking about this idea that we have a plan for how we're going to raise our kids. Um, so let me pray for us, and we're going to jump right in. Well, Father, you're so good to us. I want to thank you for each person who's here tonight, and I thank you, that God, that we can look into your Word, and we can have a plan of how we raise our kids. And God, thank you that you've put uh, in us the Holy Spirit who, and and you God loved us first, so the love that's within us can be poured out to our kids so that healthy relationships can flourish, so that the likelihood of our kids embracing our beliefs and our values can just really skyrocket. Thank you for tonight. Please take over the teaching. We're, We're welcome in this room, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. So, hey, we're on week three tonight. We're talking about having a plan um, for time together. First week, we're having a plan for our family, and we say, you know what, let's do this. Let's look back to the greatest teaching on parenting in Deuteronomy 6 and realize that God's got a plan for us. And he wants to take what He's told us to do and for us to teach it to our kids. So we thought, all right, that sounds like a really good plan for us. We're going to spend our time parenting, teaching our kids about God and His Word. And in there, He told us, hey, when you do it, when you, when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. So he's been really good to tell us, hey, here's what you do, then here's what you teach your kids, and here's when to teach your kids. That was week one. Uh, last week was about discipleship. And we kind of agreed in here that, hey, you know what, an easy way to disciple our kids this year is just to, man, saddle up on stories of the Bible and say, you know what, I'm just going to take what I'm learning in my adult life group and what my my child, my students are in their life group. We're just going to talk about it in our home. And we're going to let this truth just kind of ring through. Um, these stories will go all year long. And they're the biggest stories of the Bible It's when God showed up, when He spoke up, when He guided and provided, just when He delivered His people um, and just de- protected His people. So great stories. You can find so many resources at boba.org forward slash family. There's a reading plan. There's also ABCs where you can go in and, and, and ask the appropriate questions for your kids. So we've kind of given a really good alley for all of us, myself included, this year for, with Stories of the Bible. But tonight, we're looking at time together, and that's our topic. And so my question is to you, I wonder if the Lord wants families to be close for a lifetime. Does the Lord want families to stay close for a lifetime, and if so, what would be the reason behind that? Well, before you answer out loud, we're going to do some table talk, and you're going to answer these two questions at your table. I'm going to give each table a verse, okay? You're going to have a specific verse for your table, and at your table, you're going to answer these two questions. I'll put these t- questions back up in just a moment. But these are the questions you're going to answer at your tables. Now... Um, we're going to go just around the horn here. We're going to start with this front table, and you're going to have the first verse there. You're going to have, if you would, if you'll take Psalm 78 verses 5 and 8, and it's on your sheet there. 78 verse 5 and 8. You'll take that one. Back table, Craig. You guys, you'll take Deuteronomy 4:9. That's your all's verse to talk about. Back up front, Joel 1:3, right here. Joel chapter 1, verse 3. Back in the back, Exodus 12, 14. That's your verse, Exodus chapter 12, verse 14. Um, up front here, your Psalm 145, verse 4. And back in the back, you're going to double up. Give you two verses. All right, you'll have Exodus and then Joshua, two passages. You'll have Exodus Joshua. So if you would, we'll, get, we'll take a few minutes. If y'all just talk at your tables, and if you'll answer those two questions, and somebody be prepared at your table to publicly share your answer to these two questions. So this is a a team event, so at your tables, please kind of talk it up. Ready, set, go. All right, all set? All right, good, here we go. So let's kind of go back to the audience here, to go back to the professionals, the experts, to look at this. We're going to start back at this table. Now, what I want to do, I want us to read these verses together. These are some fantastic just verses out of Scripture, some great text. So let's read this together as a class. Are you ready? Here we go. For He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which He commanded our fathers that they should teach them to their children that the generation to come might know, even the children yet to be born, that they may arise and tell them to their children that they should put their confidence in God and not forget the works of God, but keep His commandments. Great job. Psalm 78, verses 5 through 8. So up front table, how would y'all answer those two questions? How does it convey that, that God wants families to spend time together, and what was the benefit if they do?
1: Well, this is, I mean, it's you know, discipleship in action. Mm-hmm. You know, we we, decide, we are to be the
0: primary disciple makers for our children. yes. Uh,
2: right. It out, and then they go and then they disciple
0: once they
3: have families and mm-hmm. their children. Mm-hmm. And then what it tells us, verse eight's not up there, but it says
0: not to be like the previous generation. That yeah. Follow God. That's right. Because right. all it takes is one generation. Though. That's exactly right. And, and anything else, any other benefit? Did, did What's the benefit up on the screen? Is there any, in these verses a benefit to it? If they'll do this? Yeah, won't forget them, right? They'll put their confidence in the Lord. Man, you keep passing it on down and they'll put their confidence in the Lord. They won't forget what God's done. Excellent, great. Um, All right, let's go to Deuteronomy 4, uh, verse 9, back in the back. Let's read this first, please, ready? Only give heed to yourself and keep your soul diligently so that you do not forget the things which your eyes have seen and they do not part from your heart all the days of your life but make them known to your sons and your grandsons. This is your all's verse, I believe, back in the back. How would you answer those two questions? That's right, and and to teach them to our sons and grandsons means we've got to be what, we've got to be close to them, right? We've got to have a relationship with them. We've got to stay close. <laughs> we can't teach if we've estranged from them, right? Or if we don't see them, or don't spend time with them. Um, is there a benefit to say, Craig? A benefit in this verse for him? <laughs> okay. Yep. Uh, Maybe in there, we're not forgetting the things that your eyes have seen. Um, You know, hey, just stay close, you know, continue teaching so we don't forget what's going on here. Good work. All right, Uh, Joel 1, verse 3, front table. Let's read together. Tell your sons about it, and let your sons tell their sons, and their sons the next generation. Okay, wow, short verse, but power-packed. What what did y'all come up with up front?
2: It is, isn't spending it? Spending time together, you're going to be able to share those values with your children. And then as you continue to develop that relationship, those
0: values
3: will continue to be shared with their, their children and, and so on.
0: That's it. That's um, exactly right.
3: And the benefit is, you know, spending the time together and passing
2: that on to
0: your generation. Yeah, see, I mean, uh, probably no greater joy. If you were to stop any of the senior adults at Bellevue and ask them, hey, what's, what's the greatest joy? Um, I would imagine in their that somewhere in there they would probably say, knowing that my children love the Lord. And there's just joy in that. And so just the benefit of it. Yep, great job. Thank you. Next one's Exodus 12, verse 14. Let's say it together, please. Now this day will be a memorial to you, and you shall celebrate it as a feast to the Lord. Throughout your generations, you're to celebrate it as a permanent ordinance. That's right. Back table, would you guys come up with something? There you go. Man, we're gonna celebrate what God's done, right? We're gonna pass that celebration down. Yeah, love it. Love it, love it. Um, and the benefit to that would be Again,
3: everybody, your whole family is dedicated to the
2: Lord. And I guess sharing it with each other. I mean, he even says right there, this is a this shall be a memorial
0: for, for you. That's right. In a permanent order. I mean this it, yeah. it's gonna keep going. What what you teach will keep going down the line, down the line. Love that. Thank y'all. Up front. So we're going to read this one, Psalm 145, verse 4. Ready? One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. Yep. How's this conveyed that families ought to spend time together? What did y'all come up with?
2: Yeah. And how he's, you know, helped your family in certain certain areas, and making sure that those testimonies are passed down, so that they can then see how, you know, the Lord is um, not just real to their parents, but He's real to them.
0: Like, amen. That's you know, right.
2: Their faith becomes more real as they see God do things in their family and in their lives, and so you're you're teaching them from generation to generation how to praise the Lord for that and how to declare what He's done. And so it's all about your testimony, you know, mm-hmm. passing down your testimony to your children and letting them do that uh, with their friends and, and to their future
0: generations. I love it. That's exactly right. It'd be in the closest with your family, pass it down to your kids. So they pass it down to their future generations. Yeah, Lisa. Love that. I will wrap up with the table in the back. So I gave them extra credit work. They had two texts to read from. Let's yeah. read Exodus thirteen fourteen together first. Ready? and it shall be when your son asks you in time to come, saying, What is this? Then you shall say to him, With a powerful hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt from the house of slavery. Let's do Joshua 4, 21 and 22. Ready? He said to the sons of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall inform your children, saying, Israel crosses Jordan on dry ground. What do these verses both convey about God's plan for families spending time together?
2: Okay. Uh, so I think basically it's uh, saying the same thing everyone else has said, but specifically for these two <coughs> verses, it's about uh, you know, reminding your children about the faithfulness yes. of
0: God. Yes, yes. That's right. And how did you, you know, align with that faith. as well? Oh, I love that. Uh, and and catch, the, catch the picture here. Trying to, trying to picture yourself there. It's a picture of, of a, a little boy saying, you know, Daddy, what is that? In Exodus. And Joshua, little, maybe a little girl saying to her mama, what, what are those stones? So that, that picture is that they're together, that they're close. And they're close enough there for a teaching moment to happen, right? Um, So a beautiful picture. Um, So that's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about this idea that that we have a plan, okay, that we would develop a plan for time together with our families that our families continue to grow. Um, Those verses remind us the Lord really wants us to be close throughout our lifetime, to have a healthy relationship, a close relationship, a loving and, and honoring relationship towards one another. And we just saw that in this text, Psalm 78. And in Psalm 78, there are four generations that are spoken of there. Four generations come out of this. And just to give you a, a picture of what that looks like, you say, well, you know, what, when you say that, what would it look like for, to impact your family to the fourth generation? What would that even look like? Well, it looks like you, your children, and then your grandchildren, and then your, your great-grandchildren. And you might think, eh, Tim, that doesn't seem like that would ever happen for me. That doesn't seem really realistic that 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 I would see to the fourth generation. Well, it is realistic. It's very possible. I mean, it's happening to my family. I just show you in my family how it's happening. So, this is a picture of of our family. This is Susan side of the family. Um, this is our beach trip. We just went to the beach uh, last summer, and um, we uh, we really enjoy time together. It's all the it's the cousins coming together. Like 23 of us, when we're all together. Um, But it starts with these two, okay? So these two on this picture, they're first generation, okay? That's affectionately known as Grandma and Papa, okay? And so they pick a week on the beach. They help fund the trip. So everybody kind of jumps on board, and that's kind of how that thing works. Um, Praise the Lord for Grandma and Papa. Um, That's first generation. Well, but there's a second generation, okay? And the second generation is their three children, okay? So they've got three adult children And the cute blonde in the picture is my wife, Um, so they have three kids. Well, those three kids all are married, and those three kids kind of spawned out this third generation, and that's the mass of humanity you see in the back of that picture, um, except for the tall, bald guy in the back. Um, Most of those are cousins, and that's the third generation. Um, Well, this past year something very unique happened, and happened for the first time in this big family, and the idea was that these two came together and brought up the fourth generation. So now with my mother and father-in-law, uh, when we get together, there are literally four generations uh, in the same room. And um, that's how it happens. So when Psalm 78 says, you can tell them to your children, and they tell them to their children, and the children yet to be born, the four generations, we're seeing it happen in our family and it can happen in your family, um, and we're so excited about it. So um, tonight, I want you to hear from two different sets of folks who, in my mind, as I think about the the, the church, have done a phenomenal job of, um, grab a seat where you can, yep, thank you, phenomenal job of passing down their faith and passing down to generations to come. And so I'm going to invite up first, I'm going to invite up uh, John Jerkins, a friend of mine, and his daughter, Julie Foreman. And uh, we've got two seats for you right up here, and um, I'm going to set you right over here, and I'm going to hand this to you. Uh, Brother John, if you would. I'm going to put you right here, okay. if you would, Brother John. Right there. and Julie on the far side there. There we go. Jump up there, girl. Go. Got it.
4: Got it. And you can
0: hold that there. I'm put that guy right there. Good See? deal. Um. I have loved this man uh, for many years, admired him and his family, and uh, there are certain families in our church I look up to and say, you know what? If the Lord wills and if he'd be gracious, I'd love to uh, emulate what they've done in their homes. And So I just want to tell you, thank you, and thanks for sharing some time with us tonight.
1: Well, we're glad to be here. I uh, recognize a lot of people in the room, and so uh, many of you know me personally or know Julie, and uh, so we're jazzed just to come in here. I'm kind of curious. Tim, do you know how many children are represented in this room? Wow. I I, I just kind of wonder. I'm
0: putting in probably close to 60, 70, I would
1: think. You guys are prolific. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when Tim asked Julie and I to come and speak to you, it was really about how can you build in some long-lasting memories? How can you be intentional about uh, what you do with your family? I'd like to read you a verse that uh, came to my mind. Oops. It's out of Deuteronomy, and many of you have heard this verse, but I think there's an application here. This is kind of the New Living Translation. It makes it easier for us common people to understand it. So these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Is that a strong verse? As parents... There's some frustrating days and some fun days, are there not? Uh, When the babies are sick all night long and you got to get up and go to work the next morning, it's not exactly something you're excited about, are you? But then the days when you see your child uh, hit a birthday or you have a child that is graduating from kindergarten or from middle school or even high school, uh, those are glorious days. But the most glorious day, I believe, is when you're able to see your child walk down the aisle, and give their life to Jesus. Nothing else compares. So we've been blessed. I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I've been married to my bride for 48 years, and what I remember about her and I, we met each other somewhere between four years old and five years old. So we're not sure, our memories are a little fuzzy back in those days, but uh, we uh, grew up in the same church. Uh, We grew up at the same high school, and uh, so we've done life together, I guess, all the way through. I remember going to my mother-in-law's house when my wife and I were dating, and so I've been going to their house, enjoying family meals, Christmas, Thanksgiving, birthdays, for over 50 years, 50 years. And I believe that when we saw the intentionality that uh, our in-laws had to get us together, to spend time together as a family, that's what we've tried to do with our family. So we have three children. Julie's in the middle. We have uh, an older brother, Rob, who goes to Bellevue here, and a younger brother, Daniel, who grew up here, but he's in the ministry out at First Baptist Hickory with. And so uh, that's our family, But, but with all of those three kids, we now have 10 grandchildren. So we love having a lot of people at our house. So we get together regularly, and my challenge to you, it's not about money, it's not about going to Disney World. I believe if you think back in your life, there are some really important things that you would remember as a child growing up, and it had to do probably with being around friends and relatives. So we try to get together as a family um, on Friday nights and sometimes on Saturday and sometimes on Sunday. And Julie, tell them what we do when we get together at our house. How do we, what do we have for meals and what do we do?
4: Um, We do a variety of things for meals. Um, We are always, it's always simple and laid back. And I think that that's, when Tim asked us to speak about this, honestly, I talked to my brothers and I was like, I don't know what I would say. We just... We are very blessed. We all get along. So my brothers—that's
1: a—that's a very basic thing.
4: <laughs> my brothers and all the spouses, we all genuinely like to hang out with each other. So when we do come and hang out, it's fun and it's laid back and easy. Um, but at, sometimes we order pizza. Sometimes we a lot eat. of times
1: we order pizza. <laughs>
4: um, I don't know. We we anything that you can order for takeout, we've done it. But. Um, no matter what we have to eat, I think the, the thing that stuck out to both of my brothers and I was that um, the doors are always open. If you want to come, everybody's always invited to come, whatever they're doing, it, it, You know, if you can come, they love it. If you can't come, there's no pressure, nope. which is what um, I think for the three uh, in a non-spiritual like practical application there's never pressure on to always be at everything that our family does. Now we want to because we enjoy spending time with each other, but you know, if you have something else going on, or like, what if you just don't want to that night? <laughs> um, then my parents never put any um, expectations or pressure on us to always come or always, you know, be at everything that they do. And I think that that creates an environment where it's, um, easier and um more i don't know fun to be there because there it's laid back and it's easy and if our no expectations put on being there
1: if i were to t- ask you the question what does this mean you're in the middle <coughs> what does that mean
4: it's your turn to say the blessing <laughs> whether you know, you're in the middle or not you can be you know on the far end of like,
1: the room but uh <laughs> if, if we call your name you're in the middle they know to pray and let me let me camp on that just a second because i believe that that's part of a a successful family, and uh, that just as this verse mentioned, that you're to, when you get up in the morning, when you walk through the day, when you go put your head on the pillow at night, the children need to see that your love for the Lord is real. It's not that you come on Sunday morning or even on Wednesday night. It's that you pray during the week. You spend time reading the Bible with your kids. As Julie and her two brothers were young, we used to get on a bunk bed, and uh, we'd pray and read the Bible. I believe that if you continue that, you would be much like me. When I became a Christian, it wasn't some miraculous thing that he raptured me out of uh, a drug scene or you know, some weird lifestyle. It wasn't. It was very natural for me to come to know the Lord because my parents intentionally walked the walk it would have been probably more unusual had I not come to know Jesus Christ. I was immersed in the love and the respect of our family and our Lord. So when I challenge you guys to say who's in the middle, allow your children to say a prayer. They may pray about the most audacious thing, but you just let them go and say amen at the end. <laughs> I wish I could tell you some of the things they prayed about through the years.
4: It is always sweet when the little. So my one of my brothers has. I have mostly teenagers. Um, my younger brother has nine-year-old twins, mm-hmm. and then my older brother Rob. He's got four kids, and his are a little bit younger. So he's got a three-year-old and I don't six somewhere around those. Yep. Um And it's so sweet to hear those little tiny ones, when it's their turn to be in the middle, they know that it's their turn to pray.
1: So what can you do at your home that'll make a difference? I really would first challenge you to think back in your childhood, what was important to you. And I believe if you keep that going, it'll be important. Maybe you did not grow up in a Christian home, okay? Well, you get the chance to start new habits and make memories that maybe you didn't have as a young person, but you know how important it is to your children. I also think, just as you're in here tonight, Bellevue is a great place to grow a family. I can't tell you how blessed we were. Back in our day, it was Adrian Rogers. Some of y'all might know that name, but some of you may not know Adrian Rogers. So Julie and Rob and Daniel were able to sit at the feet of Adrian Rogers as he said, come to Jesus. Now we got Brother Steve. What an opportunity. He preaches the gospel every morning every time we get together he's going to preach we're going to pray we're going to honor the Lord Jesus Christ get your kids here when I was a kid and my mom and dad said it was time to go to church I would be lying if I told you every time I said oh I can't wait let's go it was more like dragging me out of the house sometimes but you know what it paid off it sunk in it made a difference and that's what you guys need to do Um, if your children see that praying is important It'll be important to them. If they see you reading the Bible, that's what's important. When you say, let's go to church, there's going to be some days, particularly when they're teenagers, oh, (laughs) teenagers. But you know what? You just keep saying the same thing over. We're going to church. This is what we do. Uh, And you'll find out that just like you're kind of like your mom and dad in some ways, hopefully that your kids will be like you are as they get a little bit older. So I think that's the heartbeat. Enjoy your relationship here with Bellevue Baptist Church. Thank you, Tim, for what you do to help promote the family life. Listen to our pastor. He's guiding us all the time about how to walk the Christian walk, how to get a grip on this thing we call the Christian life. It's not always easy, is it? Sometimes it's downright hard, but what you What makes a difference is that if you can come together as a group like this, sharing ideas, sharing concerns, laugh a little bit, cry a little bit, uh, I think that God will honor what you do. And I trust that your children and your grandchildren will follow you and become Christians, and you'll have generation after generation after generation that follows the Lord. Any questions we might have for us? If we don't know the answer, we'll make it up.
0: <laughs> I have two questions, but give y'all time. Does anybody else have a question before I ask mine? You mentioned that we get together regularly. Who initiates those regular get-togethers? Is it uh, is it Paychark, Paychark, <laughs> or is it brother and sister?
1: And? It's a little bit of everything. Uh, if I on Friday night, if I haven't texted everybody to say we're going to go to this Mexican place for dinner. Uh, one of them will say, hey, we got dinner tonight, or what are we doing? So uh, are we coming over to the house or, you know, come over to our house?
4: We we like to watch sports as a family, so that's always a good, um, that's probably one of our biggest excuses, I guess, to get together. Go Tigers! Go Vols! Go Go Vols! (laughs) Um, But anything like that that, you know, we have a common interest in what we're watching a game or whatever, but it just brings us together. Where we're eating pizza and um, catching up on what's going on.
1: Kids rolling in the floor, knocking things off, There's getting in blankets. trouble. Yeah. blankets everywhere. Uh, but they're good times. Good times. Well,
4: I'll say to what you're. We always know that we're welcome. Like they're they're going to go to dinner on Friday night whether we go or not, and they always welcome us to come and join them if we can. So it's just it's become our nature just Mm -hmm. to kind of see what everybody's doing on a friday night or saturday night or whatever and if like i said if you have plans they're not offended (laughs) that we're not coming so
1: every once in a while it's nice for my wife and i to go to dinner by myself
4: (laughs) (laughs) he can say that because um, my family of six is actually living with him right now so yes we're a lot of togetherness
1: we're loving it they're building a house next door and so we're loving it Mm -hmm. We try to take a small trip together, and uh, some of the guys like to play golf, so sometimes we kind of focus in on a golf course or something. But so we like to do that. Is that uh, just a guy's trip? No, no, it's the family trip, and he's
4: going uh, to play the golf. <laughs> but
1: we like to do that. Um, I think we sometimes we go and do things here in the city. It might be to different areas, but uh, the girls like to carry the kids to the zoo. Um, there's, I think, there's just so many things you can do as a family, if you just sit down and think about it. But I'd say the least of which is just hang out together. Uh, and I believe if you ask our kids right now, uh, grandkids, I think they'd say just hanging out. Uh, and We've done the Disney World trip, okay? And that was fun and memorable, but what we do week by week, day by day is much more important and uh, it's a lot of fun. Now if one of those kids gets sick, it just seems to go through the rest of the family sometimes. I, so that's just life. But anyway, good question. Like huh? some good rhythms
0: getting together. Friday night, uh, Sunday, um, a trip, you know, out of town. So just some good rhythms to help make stay close.
1: I love yep. it. Uh, maybe one more thing about our, our family getting together. Every one of our children, all three of them, have grown up and they came to know the Lord at a young age, was baptized right here at Bellevue. Um, and I think that the cadence of understanding we're going to church, but not just because we're going, because I want to be there. It's important that we're at church, and when they, when the kids see you reading your Bible, and you have a chance to share with them a Bible story, maybe late at night, gosh, I can't tell you how much impact that can make, and then I hope, and I trust in the Lord, that he will show you that that child of yours wants to to have what mom and dad has. If they're Christians, I want to be a Christian.
4: Well, and I can attest to what he's saying because obviously that's what I grew up under, and that's how we've raised our kids, and our kids just, I mean, they enjoy coming to church for the most part, but um, it was instilled in me and my husband our whole lives that we don't just come to church because that's the thing to do, but we enjoy coming, and we enjoy serving, and we hope and pray that that's what we're instilling in our kids because they're seeing us. Come and be involved and serve in different areas that you know we have different interests in or whatever. But I want them to see because that's what I saw. I want them to see that in me, so that when they're grown adults with their own family, that's what they do.
1: And I like grandkids. I'm hoping for great grandchildren. So hurry up, (laughs) Tim. What else can I do?
0: Well, you've done great. Can you help me thank Tim? Thank you so much.
1: Now, wait a minute. Full disclosure, these two are related. Okay. This is
4: my brother-in-law my husband's
3: side. Okay. Taylor. Okay. So I assume as they got older, y'all didn't get in the bunk bed and still read Bible stories, but maybe you did. How did you change your dynamic when you kind of moved away from Bible stories? What did you do kind of at night when you got that time?
1: Around the dinner table. Around the dinner table. Around the dinner table. Um we didn't
4: have the distraction back then of cell phones. and. That's true. But cell phones would not have been allowed at our dinner table. I can no, tell you that. No,
1: they wouldn't. But I think it is a dinner table. I, I just don't know how much impact you can make around the dinner table. But, guys, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we don't have cell phones at the t- dinner table. We're laughing. And if you're not looking at us, we're going to pick on you. And we're going to make fun of you a little bit just to get your attention. But uh, having that time around the dinner table, and let me – rephrase that when you have a family of 18 you're not really around a table okay <laughs> you're kind of in the kitchen and in the den and you're you're just everywhere so don't let me lead you to believe that it's you know sitting around a square table somewhere but yeah that's what we do it's uh family time is right there at the at the table good question that's a great question anyway,
0: thank you. all right thank you both so much thank yep. you thank you so uh, I've got a favorite author on all things family. His name is Kurt Bruner, and uh, he was the one who kind of helped us get family ministry started here about 2011. And he's written a book called It Starts at Home. And in the book, he kind of gives this secret, and his secret is this. This is going to throw you a little bit. It's not what you expect, but here's what he said. He says this, learn to create environments where you have fun together as a family secret to raising great kids, learn to create environments where you have fun together as a family. In other words, if we, can, if we can discover and master the art of enjoying our children, allowing our children to enjoy us, which is what it sounds like they do a lot of, then we're tapping into something really, really powerful there, which I really think is cool. So what I want to talk about just for a second is... is how, does, how, do, how do we make this happen? Then I want you to hear from another couple who's doing this well also. Um, but let me ask you, does creating environments of family fun just happen? Um, does, it just, does it just happen on its own? To create environments? No, it takes some work, right? It doesn't just happen, right? Um, do healthy relationships in a family just happen? Oh, there's a lot of things working against us, right? Uh, does family time together easily happen? No, especially when we're up against screens our kids have and our busy schedules, doesn't just happen. So one answer to that is just a fun term called rhythms, and rhythms are essentially, they're in essentially their habits, and uh, Brother Steve's got something that he talks about within marriage. Now, this is sitting on your sheet. Don't write this down, but rhythms for closeness of marriage, don't write these down. Don't write these down up here yet, but in marriage, he says, dialogue daily, date weekly, and depart regularly. That's for marriage, just a good rhythms for marriage. So what we're going to do tonight, we're going to hijack that. We're going to hijack Brother Steve's teaching, and we're going to say something similar about family. So these are what I want to talk about for a few moments. Rhythms for closeness in your family. And there's three. Uh, Dialogue daily. Delight weekly. Okay. Delight, enjoy, be around, have fun, engage your family in an event or an activity, and depart regularly. Um, So three things we can do, three rhythms we can set up so that similar to what they're doing, um, we can have a a rhythm of being together as a family. So let me just walk through these quickly, and we can kind of talk about it as we go. The first one, dialogue daily. Um, Why do you think dialoguing daily would be important within a Christian home? What do you think? Communication is key in any relationship. Yeah, Kim, we're just just communicating. We love each other. We care about what we think just want to communicate. Just keep open communication. Um, what kind of things could you talk about uh, in your home? What are some things that, What are some topics you could talk about in your home? Things they're interested in. Yeah, things Audrey, that they like. Yeah, things they're interested in. What else? Things they're learning about. Things they're learning about.
2: Whether it be in their quiet time if you have
0: older kids. Or yeah. Just at school. That's right. That's exactly right. I mean, what are they learning? What's on their mind? What's on their heart? Um, what are some good times to talk with your kids, to dialogue with them on a daily basis? When might you have their attention? Dinner, Dinner at the meal we talked about. That's right, in the car, car ride, kind of captive audience, right? When they come home from school. When they come home from school. Yeah, there you go, to kind of talkative. what happened that day. Absolutely. Yeah, but It kind of lines up with, when you sit in your house, when you walk, when you rise up, when you lie down, and when you walk by the way. You know, what, what the Lord said to do. Deuteronomy 6. All these things. That's exactly right. Um, you can also talk, talk about the ABCs the Stories of the Bible. We talked about that a few minutes ago. You can find it on the webpage. That's a good thing to talk about if you'd like. Um, certainly, those are all available to you. Um, now we talked last week. I shared this graph. If you weren't here last week, we shared this graph that that there are some key times when we're when kids are most receptive to our teaching, and they're most receptive. You know, zero to six, they're just man, they are just up and to the right. They're they want to know what you think, what you believe in, what you value. They want to know, they line up with your opinions. They're like the little ducklings that follow the mama duck everywhere she goes. Then seven to twelve, about the eight, nine, and 10 year old age, is when they really peak at really being receptive to what we say. They're still kind of just like this, but as they move from 11, 12, and on down, they begin to look other ways uh, for other influences, and what other people think is important. Yeah, dad says this, but you know, my friend's dad thinks this, or the YouTuber says this, um, or the video game blogger, video blogger, you know, who's really good at Fortnite, you know, he believes this, and so they're listening to other influences, but really, and we said the problem with that window is it's also when we're really, really busy as parents. Um, so dialogue and finding time to dialogue is really, really important. So know that, that man, I've mean, i got to make time. I've got to put down what I'm doing to find time to talk with them and hear from them. Um, so dialogue daily is a great rhythm that we can put in place to make sure that we're spending time together. That's easy. That's free. That's right there in front of us. That's a big one. Um, the second one is Delight Weekly. Just the idea of, man, what, what are some things coming up this week that I can have fun with my kids with? Uh, what, what's going on that I can like make a big deal of, but that I can be present for, that I can all, be all in on, I can engage with? Um, what What's happening? What's taking place this week? Um, we try to have fun amidst a busy schedule with our boys, playgrounds. You know, raising five boys is very expensive. Um, they're even more expensive as teenagers, young adults, uh, with cars that break down and car insurance. But even younger, we just had to go to places just for free. And so we knew the best playgrounds in town to go that were just free to go out and play. We made a big deal of birthdays, probably all of you do in this room. Those were big events on the counter to have fun with and delight in. You guys probably do that same exact thing. Um, Bellevue provides a lot of opportunities for family time. you know seeing Christmas tree, we always enjoy coming to that and, and things that Bellevue hosts and just a good times to come together and, and do things. Um, they mentioned golf up here I don't know if you know, but uh, for youth, golf is free in the summer here in Memphis. Uh, the Memphis courses provide kids can play for free, and so we took care to advantage of a lot of that. Uh, through the summers with my boys playing free public courses. I had to pay, but they enjoyed not having to. Um, school events, you guys probably have school events you go to or church events where you can invite grandparents in, make a big deal of their their graduations from kindergarten or whatever it might be. Um, you know, sports, you know, if you have games that week, maybe you got a game on Saturday or your kid has a game on Thursday or a ballet or whatever it might be, just that See, so you know what? I'm putting on the camera 's I'm just going to be there. I'm going to delight in that. I'm going to delight in my child doing something. I'm going to make a big deal of it, show that I care that I'm with them or together. It's a chance, just to, just opportunity to be together. When there's a game on the schedule, it's a chance to be together and celebrate how they did or didn't do uh, on the field. Um, you know, uh, theater, whether it's at, at school or at church, or you know, probably all your kids are maybe involved in opportunities in their school to do things, and we try to make a big deal of. Being there for them. Um, they would kill me if they knew I was showing you pictures <laughs> of them when they were little. But um, just try our best just to delight, you know, weekly in whatever's going on. And, you know, they say that your life's run by your calendar. And sometimes it's really true. And sometimes it's your kids' calendar that runs your life, right? You've got so many things for your kids to do. That's kind of where you find yourselves. So just realize, you know, I'm just going to delight in that. It's just where I am in life. And it's a zone I'm in. It's a season. But I'm going to love it. I'm going to delight in it because they'll remember that. And I want. I want to have that picture where I've got grown kids who have their kids who one day will have kids, we're all together. So we're going to have fun now, delight in this, so we can build these relationships. Um, any other ideas? Maybe you've done something. Maybe you've got an idea of what you've done that's, uh, that you do that just happens in your regular rhythm uh, that you can delight in. Anybody got something I didn't say up here? All right, let me show you a couple of free ones in Bellevue. Uh, playgrounds are free, picnics are free, zoo on Tuesday afternoons free, ask me how I know that, I raised five boys, and so that they never picked up on the fact that we always went on Tuesdays. Um, they're like, I don't understand, but it's free. Uh, Big River Crossing, downtown, we love that, city parks, we got some best city parks in the state here in Memphis, fishing's free, Bellevue's got some things uh, that are almost free, creation station's free, uh, the family camp out is coming up in April. It's almost free. It's like 25 bucks. You couldn't beat that. Bellevue is Memphis, a way to serve together, being in worship. you I mean, talked about being in church together. You sit together and worship and let your kids see you worship. So these things are, are all free. And in Bellevue, where your church is, owes a lot of them. Um, someone said this, when we play with our kids today, we're earning the right to shape their values tomorrow. Isn't that good? When we play with our kids today, we're earning the right to shape their values tomorrow, and I really like that. Um, Man, if I want to shape their values, I got to, man, I got to really figure out how I'm going to play with them in a regular rhythm of being with them. Now, the last one we talked about um, is to part regularly, and um, I want to bring up a, a couple also that I don't know as long as I knew the jerkins, but I sure do love this young couple. This is Darren and Lisa Kimbrough, and I'm going to ask them to come up if they would and just share uh, just about what they've learned about doing life together uh, as a family, because I've just noticed they've done
3: it real well. And so I'm going to let you guys come up. And I'm Darren, and this is Lisa Kimbrew. Uh, this is a picture of our family. Uh, this was a, a beach picture from probably about six or seven years ago. I guess my wife is here. Thank goodness my wife is here because she's here to shake her head, yes, you got the years right, or yes, she, husband, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know? And, yeah. And so, uh, but but anyways, thank you, Tim, for inviting us uh, to be here tonight. I'm going to do a couple things I've never done before in here tonight. Uh, I've spoken in front of many life groups, spoken in church many times before, uh, but I've never come to speak on my vacations with my family, so that's the first. And Tim said it'd be around 10 minutes, and I've never spoke for under 10 minutes before, so I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot for that as well too. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll try on that. And, uh, but, but yeah, just a real quick pic of our family. And it had been a few years ago and, and uh, kind of down at the beach area. We uh, usually try to make a beach trip pretty often. Uh, but this is, my, again, I don't know my wife was on a beach with me, but we've been married 25 years this year. God has truly blessed me with a godly, godly wife that I'm so, so thankful for. And we've got to, to share a lot of experiences together. Uh, real quick, just a little background story about us and uh, is we had similar upbringings. Um, my dad's a worship pastor, her dad's a worship pastor. Uh, we grew up about 40 minutes from each other, and I know Tim don't want to hear this part. Uh, we're both Roll Tide fans. Do we have any Roll Tide or just Tennessee fans in here? Okay, I'm sorry. I know we don't have one out right here. We've already, you know, we were table divided just a second ago, um, but we both grew up. Matter of fact, it got to be at one point, I was just like, God, if you'll bring me that First girl that is a believer in Christ and is an Alabama fan, because I dated Auburn fans for the prior two, and and then finally, you know, we went out and real quick you asked that question, okay? Because when you're in Alabama, you ask, okay, which which side are you for? You know, and and how about so we got that right. So I knew then it was from the Lord. Um, So, so yeah, so we we've um, so I just tell you about our upbringing. Uh, because we didn't have a lot growing up. We, you know, uh, when I talk about financially, we just, we we both grew up in in, in lower homes, and uh, again, uh, I mean, her dad was a worship pastor at a small church, my dad was a worship pastor at a small church, so we didn't have a whole lot growing up, but on my side, my dad made a real point of us going and us traveling. I mean, we went to the beach almost every year uh, one time. We would all cram in a, a small condo somewhere, you know, I'm sure dad got a really good deal you know, to get us out to a small condo. You're shaking your head like you've, you've been there before. Uh, so so yeah, we, w- we would do that once a year. We had a little pop-up camper when I was growing up, and I remember going to that pop-up camper, and you know, some of you guys are shaking your head the pop-up camper, so I'm hitting some good, good, you know, Memories that you guys had from from growing up and having the pop-up camper But as a kid that was just quality time together with my mom and dad my brother my sister and just memories that we had You know uh, don't have a whole lot of pictures those times. I wish we did my wife does a phenomenal job taking pictures now But then when we got married we did have a lot in common But one of the things we didn't have in common was the fact that you know um, You know she traveled really with her family vacations go to Little Rock, Arkansas visit family you know, when we got married, I was like, hey, we're going to do this. And just like, well, we're newly married. We don't have a lot of money. And right, we didn't have a lot of money, you know, but I wanted to go. I wanted to go. And, and you know, and we had to get a compromise. And I'm so thankful for my wife because if it was up to me, we would have no money in savings, you know. <laughs> and so that's that balance that it brings, right? And so, uh, but we eventually uh, did, uh, uh, due to a job that I had, we eventually began to travel some. And I would say, hey, I'm, I'm, I got to fly up to Boston and do this, do some work here. Why don't you come up for the weekend? And uh, so I think one of the first national parks, big national parks we did was Acadia National Park up in Maine and, and we loved it. And it was just like, that's something we wanted to try to do from, from here on out. And that, this was one of our travels that we was up in Arizona. And so me and my wife do try to do that. Uh, We do a lot of hiking. We love to get out and do some hiking, and so our kids were from the outside because me and my wife, once a year, we'll go off somewhere, and it's that intentionality of me and my wife, we're going to go somewhere together because it's, uh, you know, our kids, we have to remind them, yes, I love you too, but you know what? I love your (laughs) wife. This is your mother, and I love my wife, you know, and their love's quite a bit different than my love for you because you're going to, what, move off one day, right? (laughs) But this right here, this what this has to remain. So so they have to have understanding that this, this comes first. And so uh, so we once a year we, we make a point that we're going to travel and go off somewhere together. Uh, it's funny because my middle child, my middle child, she will take and crop pictures of her in the background of some of these pictures. <laughs> it is she she it, every every year that we go somewhere, she's on crop some pictures in there. Yeah, they're, 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 they, yeah that's a whole selection. I should have brought one of those. Um, but but uh, but anyways, so they told us they was just like because I said listen, we go somewhere. Daddy plans out a whole itinerary. Where we're going to go hike. What we're going to do. And, you know, and they're like, Daddy, we can hang. We can hang. We can do this. And we can hike wherever you hike. And I'm like, okay. So I think Tim probably led to invite me when he saw the PowerPoint I put together. I actually did a family PowerPoint of a trip we was going to do uh, to fly into Colorado and, and, and travel and, and hike. And, uh, and so we did. And so they went with us. And uh, we went to uh, Uri and Telluride, You Colorado. And then we also went to Acadia National Park. Uh, not Acadia, this is, this is Arches, Arches, yeah this is Arches, this is Arches National Park. So we went to Arches and uh, have anybody ever hiked Arches and went to Arches? I mean it's, it's, it's beautiful, it's, it's a hike and you hike it and you go and you go and you're like man is it ever are we ever gonna get there and it's gonna be worth it, and then you come out and it's just a breathtaking moment. And our kids went there and just sit down, we didn't ask them to sit down there, I and mean, my wife's just talking, we turn around and they're just sitting there enjoying that moment and taking that moment in. And then us as a mom and dad, we're kind of pinching each other and we're getting, getting this picture, you know? And we're just like, that's our oldest son, our, our middle, our daughter Tatum, our youngest daughter Tori, our son Tyler here. And we're just like, you see the beauty of that scenery, but then you see your children just lined up right there. You know what? Unintentionally just being there and just soaking up that moment. And that's why I'm talking about. My wife does good job of pictures, because we look back and we just cherish those, cherish those pictures and we cherish those family moments because we know life is just a vapor and we know we just have a small time with our kids. We, uh, we captured this picture during that trip as well too, when we was uh, hiking at tell you ride, and we, we hiked all the way up to this waterfall. And if y'all can see it in the distance, y'all see the big house on the top and the waterfall and we hiked there and then we come back down and, and then our two daughters just got on this rock and just embraced each other and just kind of looked up and just kind of, and then again, we're just sitting back here and just soaking that moment up as a, as a parents and taking that picture. So we, we do all these things, you know, and it's just like it takes so much planning. When we talk about Tim talking about earlier about these things just naturally, and they just don't occur. It's just, it's being intentional. It's planning. It's, when I say intentionality, it's knowing what your kids like to do. You know, so I, I asked him, I said, hey, how about if I just real quick just share some things that I do, because, I mean, we, we do some trips, and when I show these trips, we do all kind of trips, and, and I know the, uh, Mr. Jenkins talked about it earlier, I mean, just, just the little things, we, we go hiking at Chickasaw Park. Uh, we do, do lots of hiking. Our kids love to hike, so we go off and go hiking somewhere. We've hiked all over Tennessee. It's, you know, anywhere in Tennessee, we've almost already, almost always been there. We lived in Middle Tennessee for five years, so we did a lot of hiking in Middle Tennessee and East Tennessee, and, and now we've been working on, on West Tennessee since li- living over this way. But I was just thinking about what's some of the things that we do. Now, I know Dave Ramsey's not going to prove this first one that I say, and the church probably not going to pro- prove uh, approve the first one I say, and Tim do not even want to hear this, okay? And so, but you're like, well, I, you know, we we try to muster up one nice trip a year with the kids and our decent trip, and then me and my wife go off on a trip. I'm like, well, how do you do that? It's it's really planning way ahead of time. We get back from a trip, a summer vacation, I'm already planning that next trip, and uh, and I'm already seeing, okay, this is what it's going to take. Because you know what, guys, I have to do. Again, I'm so thankful for my wife because she's the financial steward, and she tells me the budget ahead of time. All right, hey, this this is what we can budget for vacations going into next year. I'm like. Okay, I, I can work with that. I'll try to work with that. And so we have a set budget, and I'm, I'm trying to do that. And so points, 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 and points. You you know, if it's, if it's travel points from Southwest or Delta, if it's travel points from Hilton or Merritt, and things like that. And so one thing I've been creatively done is, is we never take a credit card unless we know we can pay it. We don't allow any kind of interest to build up there or anything, but so many times I've I've booked trips where we take those points from a Hilton or a Diamond or whatever it may be, and you get get 50,000 points, you know, when you spend $3,000. We did, my son for school got a great scholarship to travel abroad uh, last year to go over to France, and when he did that I was like, hey, it's a perfect opportunity right there. He's gonna fly American, I get a 50,000 American points, uh, y'all, some more shaking their head back here. I get 50,000 American points, spend $3,000. He's gonna spend $3,000 on this trip alone. That's 50, you know, that's that's $2,500 flight with 50,000 points. And so, but yeah, we pay the credit card off. So uh, I hate to even say this because I don't put nobody in a situation where they, you know, it's have interest built up in there. But if you know, like, hey, we can, we're gonna have to, Buy this, or we're gonna to have to buy this, and and you know what? Let's start planning for next year. We, we this is where we're gonna to go to, and you know what? We can get our flights taken care of. We can get our hotels taken care of with these points. Uh, travel with another family. I uh, want to go back real quick. A good family of friends of ours who we've known for about eight years, and uh, they uh, real sweet family. He asked as the worship pastor at. Uh, again, remind me of the church and yeah, Woodstock Woodstock Baptist Church over in Atlanta. And he's the worship pastor there, but he was uh, with us over in uh, a campus off of Brentwood Baptist in, in, um, in Spring Hill. So that's how we met. We got to be real good friends, very like minded. And talking about cost savings, I man, that's the cost savings when you have a like minded family. When I say like minded, your, your faith, your beliefs, you know, you're going to sit down at night, you're going to watch a movie, you're not going to have to worry about the other the family. What DVD or what are they popping in? You know, you're very like minded family. You know, we was talking about having fun together. I mean our kids, we just decided to plan another trip this summer with them. We finalized it today, what we're doing, and so we called our daughter who's at Mississippi State in college and we just called her like, oh yeah, we're going. we're going to get with the the Durins is their name because y'all probably like the Deerbrews. My name is Kim Brew. So in our last vacation we said Deerbrews. I'm sorry (laughs) I didn't tell you what Deerbrews was. And so we've gotten to where we travel together. It's the Deerbrew vacation. Um, and and so we called to tell her that, and she was ecstatic. She's like, "You made my day, Mama." I we we love being with this family. We love connecting with them. And you know what? That gives us time as me and my wife, and 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 him and his wife to sit there and be able to talk and connect. And and, and you know, and 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 where our kids? They're just they're just playing. They're connecting. They're having fun. You know, and we don't have to worry about what's being said or what's going, because they're very like-minded families. So that's another way to save money if you want to go to the beach together or do something like that. So the first one was points. Uh, the second was, you know, travel together with another family. Uh, and then, then plan your travels out nine to 12 months ahead of time. Uh, we, uh, again, we, we <laughs> I canceled with VRBO. I don't know if you've ever used VRBO, but it's a great site that I use to, to book a room. And uh, and so if you book ahead of time, you have more options what you're going to get. You have something you get a better deal if you do it way ahead of time. Uh, since we're now going with the, the Durin family and having a Durbury vacation, we had to cancel the VRBO and now we're booking another one. The rates are going up, but that's that's the way it has to be for the time being. But if we can book it out nine to 12 months uh, for some reason if something comes up, you can always go back and cancel that. You know, uh, All the VRBOs, if you look in there, they'll give you a date and says cancel by so-and-so. 100% refund. And I've had to do that, you know, multiple times when things come up, you know, especially as I had COVID not too long ago. Um, but these are some of the things we're going but I think for much is just the intentionality. I know our kids, I know what they like to do. Uh, on our last beach trips, my son, he loves to swim, loves to dive. And so I, he didn't really I planned him like a little scuba diving thing, a beginner scuba diving thing for him to go off and do. Uh, he loves. He's been wanting to go to the World War II Museum in New Orleans, and that's what I had booked before we found out we was going to change our trips to go with the, the Durin family. Uh, and, and and so it's the intentionality of knowing what your kids like to do and getting to spend that time with them doing things that they really really enjoy doing. Um, the last thing I was going to say is and uh, and and say and um, and then if having questions to answer any questions, cause I know I'm right at 10 minutes. And I'm probably going over 10 minutes. And uh, is Ephesians 5:16 says to make the most of the time because the days are evil. Make the most of the time because the days are evil. And that's what we've been talking about here. I like what Tim shared earlier about dialogue daily, delight weekly, depart regularly. Make the most of your time because the days are evil. You know, I can't control the things that my kids see out in this world. It, it's an evil world. It's a dark world. I can't, I can't control that. You know, we have so many discussions when our kids come back in the house and so many times just to sit down and pray with them. Um, and so, but you know what? It's, it's it's making the most of the time each and every day, pouring into your kids. Um, I wanna say one last thing to your dads when I say make the most of your time each and every day because your dad's the leaders of the home and the family, right? Is how many times that God began to speak in your heart. It's just like, you know what? It's, it's been a week since we've sat down. We just had prayer together as a family. It's been a week since we've sat down and maybe just gotten to God's word together. I know guys, spiritual leaders in the families, I've had that prodding in my heart, and I know you have too. When you talk about make the most of the time, it's being sensitive to the Holy Spirit moving and working in your life to be like, you know what? It's been two weeks. I had not got the family together. And we talk about planning the trips and planning the trips. This is all nice. You know, I, I enjoy traveling. I enjoy going on trips. But again, it is that daily activity. How are you leading your family? How are you listening to the Holy Spirit prod you in leading your family each and every day? So I just want to say, make the most of leading your family each and every day, because the days the days are evil. Any questions for me, or any questions from my wife? I didn't know she was going to be here. I didn't ask her to speak, but she does make things a lot prettier up here. So I'm, I'm thankful that she is here. But any any questions from anybody?
2: Honestly, you know, we didn't have the money to vacation growing up. I think the first time I went to the beach on a vacation was when we were engaged um, with his family, and um, and so for me to, uh, you know, as a married couple, put this into our lifestyle and learn how to budget it and how to make it a priority, it did take a few years for him to like convince me like this is important. We need to make these memories together, and. Um, When our kids were babies and toddlers you know we didn't do any really you know special extravagant trips by any means um we didn't have much to work with but we still tried to most of what we did were group family trips when they were little um the family that spoke before us just a few minutes ago having all of their relatives in the same city i've never we've never had that you know my parents live in alabama my siblings are all spread out and so you know, he and I felt for many years of our marriage like we're on an island, you know, raising our kids. And, and so church has always been like our community. It's always been our family. And so um, we have always tried to put mentors in our life that are older than us, couples that we just really admire and want to aspire to be like um, in our church, you know. And then we try to meet couples that are like-minded and that we want to do life with. they've become like family to us and that's why we vacation with this family because they're like us they didn't have family that lived nearby i'm so jealous of people that have that you know it's like you got free babysitting what is that like you know and uh, we just never had that and so um so yeah these trips are very budget friendly honestly darren is a genius at that and has done really well planning trips on, on a low budget mastered it pretty well when there are years that we can't spend a lot on vacation we just find other creative ways to get out and do things together and find as many free things as we can so but it's just all about spending those quality moments with your children and making memories
0: thank you so much thank you all right so we're going to land the plane with this there's one more blank on the bottom of your page i want us to turn to if we could just for a moment so we talked about these three ways that we could um, really get great rhythms set in place. Uh, I want to share this, and thank you all for just creative intentional ways to depart regularly. There's a legacy principle that says this. What we do today will directly influence the generational cycle of family traits, beliefs, and actions for good or for bad. Let me just ask this question. Do you agree with that? Do you agree with that principle? Yeah? Sure do. Um, What you do today, whether you've been doing these rhythms and you continue doing them, or whether you haven't been doing them and you start doing them, what we do today sets in place a cycle of us being able to pass on our faith. Um, What's this principle, last question, what does this principle motivate you to do tonight? Just let me hear from a few of you. What does that principle motivate you to do starting tonight? Or maybe continue to do starting tonight. Just continue to and open up some more dialogue with yeah. him about our family and what our goals are. Okay, yeah, that's right. Just just start talking more about it. Yeah, that's right. My, develop your plan for our family, right? Good. Thank you, Kim. Anybody else? I want to play with our boys more. They, they play a lot together because they're close to mm-hmm. me. What's well, easiest just to, for to, to the mom is to jump into tasks, right? Yeah, yeah thanks Audra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One more? I think a is yeah. For,
4: like, like email,
0: okay, yep. You yep. Know, you guys That's right. And so, like, email, okay To I, mean, I, mean, I sure do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like these couples who've been up here. had it, Yeah, I want to, yeah, train me up, coach me up. It's a great idea. Love it. Well, thank you all so much. And um, I'm in it together with you on this piece. And, hey, I'm looking at a, a room full of people who can see a, a fourth generation of spiritual impact happen for us in this room. Um, so thank you. I'm hopeful with you. Hey, next week, um, a plan for discipline. What does the Bible say about discipline? Do we spank? Do we not spank? What, what's that look like? And um, the Bible speaks to this. so We're going to talk about it next week, okay? All right. Um, let me pray for us and we'll head out. Lord, you're so good to us. Thank you for tonight. Thank you for each person who's here. Thank you for the opportunity you've given us, Lord, to raise kids and to pass our faith on. And I pray, God, that just like we've heard from the other couples tonight, other couples, that you'd allow us, Lord, to pass our faith on and see it passed on to even to the fourth generation. Give us a sweet time together as a family this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you all so much. Have a great night.